Indeed, we have made it. It is January 1st, 2021, and we want to wish you all a happy new year from the early edge. Powered by Sportsline, I'm your host, The Coach, and this is the only place every single day in your feed before 11 a.m. We do it in 10 minutes or less, and we produce winners. Today, it's all about tradition, and on New Year's Day, it's about bowl games. It's about college football. And if we're going to do college football, we got to bring in the heavy hitters, the absolute best. So let's bring in my cappers right now. And we have the number one college football capper at Sportsline. He got up on a holiday because that's how important this show is. Barris Ali, welcome to the early edge for the very first time. My pleasure, Coach. Let's pick some winners. Well, you have been picking winners on the show. You just physically haven't been here, but we have been taking you straight to the pay window, just like our other guy today. Tommy, take the bass out of your voice for Nelly. He is 3-1 and one on this podcast in bowl games, and I know you're ready to fire. Oh, I'm really ready. We got the big games today. No more of those, you know, schools nobody's ever heard of. It's time to come with the heavy hitters. We got four games today, and we're going to pick every single one of them. So let's go. First game on the board. How about the largest spread in the history of the college football playoffs. It started at 19, went up to 21. Now, as of today, our good friends at William Hill have it at 19 and a half. Alabama over Notre Dame. The total, a robust 66, four Eastern kick, ESPN. Tommy, start us off. Give it to me. Yeah, you know, that, that spread is large for a reason, and it's because Alabama is really freaking good, and it's been the best team in the country all season long. And I look at this Notre Dame team, and nobody's giving it a chance, and I don't think it has much of one either. This is a Notre Dame team that is very good, and it deserves to be in the playoff this year. It is better than that Notre Dame team we saw get waxed by Alabama in the BCS championship in 2012. It's better than the Notre Dame team we saw get beat by Clemson a few years ago in the college football playoff. It's just none of that's probably going to matter because Alabama is a magnificent team. It is great on offense. It is great on defense. They can even kick field goals now, Coach, which is not something we've been able to see from Alabama in recent years. So as good as this Notre Dame team is, I just don't think it's up to snuff compared to this Alabama team. I'm laying the points with the Tide. Man, I'm laying the points, too. I know it's a big number, but look, to beat Alabama, you have to play Alabama football. You have to be able to score 40 and Notre Dame can't do that, not against this Alabama defense. This Alabama defense has been really good, the Florida game notwithstanding. And when I just think when, when all is said and done, you're going to have Ian Book have to make plays. They don't have the wide receivers. They don't really even have the running backs, not like Najee Harris. So I just don't see how Notre Dame's going to keep up. Styles make fights. Coach, I know you know all about Styles making fights. And Alabama right. style absolutely cannot be overcome by a team like Notre Dame. Clemson and Ohio State, maybe, but not Notre Dame. <laughs> so both of you guys are on Alabama. By the way, the Crimson Tide on a 7-1 and one against the spread streak. That only uh, loss came against Florida in that shootout uh, in the SEC championship game. Okay, second game on the board. Speaking of Ohio State, speaking of Clemson, Clemson giving seven. This is the late kick, eight Eastern on ESPN. The total at 67. This one's really, really interesting. I'm anxious to see your picks. Tommy, you start us off. Yeah, you know, when it comes to the spread, I'm kind of going both ways on this one. I don't have a strong lean either way. Instead, I'm going to attack the total, and I would advise anybody watching or listening, maybe wait closer to kickoff because a lot of the action on this game has been on the over, so I wouldn't be surprised to see this number go up before kick. 
when it does hammer the under because we have seen just last year between these two teams when they played in the semifinal it's a 29-23 final score that's well below where this total is a few years ago in the college football playoff semifinal when Clemson blew Ohio State out it was still only 31 to nothing well below where this total is and that's just kind of a result of the approach Dabo Sweeney tends to take in these big games he doesn't care if Clemson wins by one point or 40 points he just wants to make sure that they win and they're a bit more conservative in these big games so I'm going to take the under I agree with Tom with the under. I'm going to take Clemson. I'm going to lay the points. And I think when when you look at Ohio State, it's mostly because of Ohio State. I don't think anybody really knows what Ohio State is. And I don't even think Ohio State knows what Ohio State is. Because think of where they are. They're six games into the season. You look at that Northwestern game, it looked like they had no identity. It looked like they were lost. And that specifically is because of the lack of games. So uh, I, I wonder about that, that, that linebacking core. I think you'll see more Trevor on the ground. They couldn't stop that last year. I don't think they'll be able to stop that this year. And I think Clemson's peaking at the right time. So I'll take Clemson. I'll lay those points. I do think it'll be close, but it feels like Clemson in the fourth quarter going to make a play or two, pull away, make it a 10 or a 14-point game. If anybody knows about picking Clemson games, Barrett, it would be you. You're 7-2 and two in the <laughs> last nine Clemson against the spread picks. Real quick, because we always uh, try to educate here at the early edge as well. If people have the number at seven and a half close to kick, would you recommend buying that half point down to seven? It'd still be expensive. No, I, I would I would keep it at seven and a half because like I said, I think it'll be a 10 or 14 point game. And, and I think Clemson just, Dabo Sweeney and, and that staff, even without uh, Tony Elliott, Brandon Streeter knows what's up. Trevor's going to be part of the game, uh, the play calling. And I just think that in the end, they know themselves, and Ohio State doesn't. So, I, it, look, it'd be a little too expensive. I wouldn't buy that hook. Yeah, I like to say sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze. I don't know if the, if that expensive going up to minus 135 or minus 140 would be worth it, uh, to your point. Uh, real quick, if you're not a Sportsline member yet, what in the world are you waiting on? <laughs> I've got the deal of a lifetime just for you. If you use the promo code EDGE today, we're going to give you 30 days for free. You're going to have access to all of our great cappers, including Barrett and Tom, at Sportsline.com, at the Sportsline app. But in addition to that, you will get access to all of the projections on every single game from the proven Sportsline model. It's an amazing value. Sportsline is ridiculous, and we want you to be a part of the family starting today. So use that promo code EDGE. Okay, third game on our board. It's an early kick. You got to get it in. Noon Eastern on ESPN. This one is about motivation. Who wants to be there? Who doesn't want to be there? Georgia giving eight and a half against Cincinnati. The total sitting at 52. Tommy, what do you like? I like Georgia laying the points in this one. This is just a matchup where I think Cincinnati is a very good team, and Cincinnati was the best team in the group of five. But typically, when it comes to these matchups between the group of five teams and like the upper echelon SEC teams, you see them get kind of exposed because they're not used to facing the kind of defensive lines that Cincinnati is going to face and the front seven that they're going to face in this Georgia defense. And if we look at Cincinnati this year, you'd think that the two best defenses it played are Army and Tulsa. And we saw Cincinnati's offense struggle to move the ball in both of those games. This Georgia defense is a lot better than either of those defenses. So I think the Bearcats defensively are well-equipped to slow down Georgia. It's I just don't see them being able to score enough points to keep up with them over the full course of 60 minutes, so I'm laying the points with the dogs. See, I think they're going to be points of plenty, Tom. I'd take the over. And the reason is Georgia found itself. Georgia understands what it is now. JT Daniels 
is a superstar, and they're going to use this game as a springboard to what they think is going to be a national championship run. So they're going to empty the tank offensively, and I think that will force Cincinnati to get creative, and I think they're able to do that. Desmond Ritter, a great playmaker, and I know Georgia's defense is solid, but they're losing some pieces. Some guys are opting out. Monty Rice not being there is absolutely huge. Eric Stokes as well. So I think there'll be opportunities for Cincinnati to hit some of those big plays. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a really fun game. And like I said, I think motivation for some, sometimes in these Power 5, Group of 5 bowl matchups, maybe not there. I think Georgia's looking at this like it's the first game of the 2021 season, and they're going to want to make a statement. That's an absolutely great point. I watched Georgia play against Missouri late in the season after Daniels was the quarterback, and their offense was absolutely terrific. And they laid it on the Tigers that day. And I think you're onto something today uh, with the over uh, around that 52 number. It'll fluctuate throughout the day. Okay, final game on our board, the Citrus Bowl. Again, motivation is the word here. Auburn, they lose their head coach taking on Northwestern, who just lost to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. The Wildcats giving four, the total only at 43 and a half in this one. Tommy, give it to me. I'm laying the points with Northwestern, Coach. You mentioned motivation, but let's look at these two teams. Auburn doesn't have a head coach. The interim coach, Kevin Steele, was pretty much kind of behind the scenes lobbying to get the head coaching job that Gus Malzad left behind only to lose it to Brian Harson. It's a coaching staff right now that doesn't know what its next job is, whether it's going to be staying or whether it has to be moving on. And you have to think that has affected preparations for this game. We've got players that we know are going to be missing. And on the other side, it's the Northwestern team who Pat Fitzgerald would have his team fired up and ready to play a peewee football team. He doesn't <laughs> care. He just wants to play and beat somebody. So I'm laying the points with the Wildcats. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I don't think it's going to be fun. But I do think Northwestern is going to win by a touchdown at least. <laughs> Look, I'm an Auburn alum. That school is as dysfunctional as dysfunctional. <laughs> and look, I'm just saying that is going to bleed into this game. I'll take Northwestern. I'll lay the points. And Tom mentioned Kevin Steele. The dude tried to form a coup two years ago <laughs> to get the job. That is going to lay. That is going to uh, linger throughout that program. And those players are over it. Anthony Schwartz just opted out. Uh, Bo Nix is all over the place. It's a neutral site game, and Bo Nix doesn't like to play anywhere outside of Jordan Hare Stadium. Auburn's a mess. I think they'll be fine next year. But, man, my alma mater, we do dysfunctional better than anybody outside of Rocky Top, and you're going to see that today. Why do you think I host this show seven days a week? I don't want anybody else taking my job, period. End of story. <laughs> End of story. Uh, by the way, don't we're, forget we're to – crew, Coach. Me and Tom behind the scenes. Keep it. Keep <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. It's that time of the show. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. And it's time to recap these incredible picks from our two incredible cappers. Okay, in the Rose Bowl today, Notre Dame and Alabama. Tommy, you loved Alabama. Barrett, you also uh, loved Alabama. Crimson Tide, 7-1 and one against the spread in their last eight games. In the Sugar Bowl, late kick, 8 Eastern ESPN. Uh, Tommy, you're on the under, which was 67. And uh, Barrett, uh, you like Clemson laying the points. Even if it goes up to 7.5, Barrett says, don't buy the half a point. It's too expensive. Leave it where it is. In the Peach Bowl, Tommy, you love Georgia giving the seven and a half. And then Barrett, you're on the total over. You think it's going to be a shootout, 51 and a half, 52. And then in the Citrus Bowl, Auburn and Northwestern, you are both on Northwestern as Auburn. We'll be surprised if they can go up and down the field in the same direction today uh, with their football team, not knowing what in the world they are doing. Once again, Happy New Year to you all. And this is going to be an incredible year right here on the show for Tom 
Get the bass out of your voice, Fornelli. For Barrett, the number one college football capper at Sportsline, Salih. Jacob, the jeweler, our producer, puts this entire diamond together. I'm your leader, the coach, and we love doing it every single day, seven days a week. We're here for you. Be a part of the family, and this is the only place. Remember this for your daily early edge.